I'm Ashley Jones, I'm Water Safety and Drowning Prevention Manager for Swim England, who are the national governing body for swimming in England. My involvement with the water and swimming started really, really young. Um, I was really fortunate. My parents got me into swimming lessons, I think as, as most uh, parents would like to do, um, primarily from a, uh, a water safety perspective to keep me, me safe. Um, there's a story that I fell in a swimming pool on holiday at about nine months old when I could first toddle and nearly drown. But from there, I took up swimming. Um, turns out I was pretty good at swimming. Uh, so I went, uh, swam competitively um, at my local club and ended up being an, a junior national champion. About 16 years old, I had my first ever surf lesson, which I grew up as just about as far away from the sea as you could get. Um, I grew up in Nottingham, so um, it wasn't the easiest passion to then follow, um, but it really hooked me. I was already comfortable in the water. I was swimming 16, 20 hours a week, but it was that that got me. And I think that's the thing that stayed with me through the rest of my life is that that hook of, wow, it's not just swimming. There's, there's more to being in on or around the water. So my involvement with the RNLI um, primarily is the Swim Safe program. So for the last 10 years, the RNLI and Swim England partnered to deliver uh, a water safety intervention called Swim Safe. Swim Safe is a, a water safety program for seven to 14 year olds. The idea being that we teach around about 2 million children to swim every year in, in England. Um, unfortunately, we still have around about 260 fatal accidental drownings every year. Um, the vast majority of those are outdoors. So it's it's really about making that connection between, yes, you can swim. You've learned to swim in a, an indoor heated swimming pool with lifeguards. It's very safe. But how do you experience what the outdoors is about? And how do you apply those skills that you've learned, whether that's in school swimming or private learn to swim, in an environment that's much more challenging. Um, the program came about with a challenge from the RNLI, really. They walked into Swim England's office one day and said, look, we've got this problem. We're not the experts. You guys have got to come up with something. And from there, for the last 10 years, it's been an incredible partnership. We've delivered over 174,000 interactions with, with young people. So they've been on beaches, they've been in lakes, they've been under Spaghetti Junction, in Sulphur Keys. We've done them absolutely everywhere. And we've had well over 100 delivery partners and they're really key to us. So that could be a local council, it could be a, a local charity, uh, it could be a stakeholder group that have just got together. That's the only thing they do all year is deliver SwimSafe in their community. And, and those partners are a really crucial part of what we do with SwimSafe. So it's really a crucial part of what we've done over the years is we've measured what the young people learn when they come. So we do a lot of survey before they turn up and we do a lot of survey when they go away to find out what they've remembered. And we do that every year. So we know that people, not only do they, they learn about a safe place to swim, always swimming together, floating on their back if they do fall in and calling 999 if somebody else is in trouble. But we know that they remember that a whole year later, if they come back to us and, and do a session again, 
those kids know more than the kids that have never been before. But really, crucially, we know that we've saved eight lives. So we've had eight people come to us and say, I survived because I was on swim safe. And that is absolutely incredible. That's the biggest impact I think we could, we could have had. So I, I think like a lot of people, I grew up doing that trip to the coast with my grandparents. My, my granddad had a, a caravan in Inglemels and the highlight of going to Inglemels was going to the, the lifeboat station in Skegness. Like that was it, that was the thing I wanted to do. So I can remember the first time we did a feature article in the RNLIs magazine and my face was in the RNLI magazine. That was such a big deal to be able to take that magazine and, and give it to, to my mum and dad and my parents and my grandparents and say, look at this. Um, it's absolutely incredible. As a, an organisation, the breadth and the reach that the RNLI have got is, is just phenomenal. Um, and then going on from that, the work, the other work that we've we've had the opportunity to do. So I've supported some of the international work that the RNLI do, and then supported the Float to Live program with some of the advice around how to float. When you see the impact that those programs have, it's incredibly meaningful. It really does bring home just what a privileged position I'm in with my job. And I think there's very few people that get to go to work every day and do what they're truly passionate about. Um, and yeah, I'm just in a very fortunate position that I do. I get to do that every day. Hello, this is Tani Gray-Thompson. You've been listening to the RNLI's 200 Voices collection. To hear more remarkable stories, head to rnli.org slash 200 voices or subscribe to RNLI wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. Jochen Vaur. Two Hundred Voices is produced for the RNLI by Adventurous Audio Limited. Mm-hmm.